Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello guys, it's Caroline and Rachel uh, here today and what we're going to talk about is like the sequence from what we talked last time. But first of all, I want to introduce to you Rachel, so or she can introduce herself because like that's yeah. easiest. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who didn't watch the last episode. Yes, thank you so much Caroline. So hi everybody, um, my name is Rachel Hamlin. I am a mindset and performance coach. I am working with the modern workforce to help you become more creative productive and inspired and to get better results primarily by changing the way you think and view the world. Um, I am someone who spent eight years in the corporate world both in advertising and in tech. Um, I also had a parallel track where I studied yoga and meditation and mindfulness and did my Ukraine love journey through India and all these things and that really helped me because I was someone who for many years battled burnout and anxiety and stress over corporate politicking and career decisions and feeling like I should be this way or I should go that way with my work and um, always was optimizing and seeking happiness, greater fulfillment in my work life, only to find that really the greatest fulfillment came from changing the way that I was looking at things. Hmm. And not only that, but once I did that, I started to also see better results and see people respond to me in much better ways as well. Yes, it's all about changing from the inside and then outer reality will also reflect that. So last week we talked about like your favorite tools to shift your mindset mm -hmm. when you're in a dark place or when you're actually dealing with anxiety, stress or rejection. So like let's recap a little bit about what it was that we talked about last week. Yes, perfect. So firstly, we just touched on like, what is mindset? What does that mean to us? And you know, there's definitely the symptoms that we experience, which is the surface level, the stress, the anxiety, responses to things outside of us, like losing a job or having to care for the children and work full time from home, all these things that we're experiencing now in this new COVID reality definitely causes for stress. But beneath that, we also have our beliefs about ourselves and about the world. And what we touched on last time was the way in which these beliefs can bias our perceptions of reality and then therefore bias our behaviors and our responses and our reactions to things. And the more we're able to sort of clear our lens into the world and become more objective, the more empowered we become in the actions that we take, the more clear-headed we are, the more we're able to focus, the more we're able to make good decisions that don't come from a place of stress or fear or worrying about what others think or projecting our own um, you know, biased opinions onto a situation. So um, it's very, very powerful work. And we talked about a few ways that you can identify some of your own personal limiting, limiting beliefs. And those three ways to work with them were, once you have them identified, were meditation, a yeah. classic everybody knows is important. It's like taking your vitamins or eating yeah. healthy food, exercising. Um, meditation, a technique called EFT, the emotional freedom technique, and hypnosis. Yeah. And I want to touch on one of these techniques today. 
Perfect. Brilliant. So, and um, that is emotional freedom technique that we're going to uh, dive in deeper. And um, maybe we can start a little bit also talking about the history of EFT because people might mm -hmm. not know what what it is um, yeah. and how it works. And uh, otherwise, you might feel like, like um, you're yeah, you're being an idiot by following yeah. and doing it. But once you understand the logic behind it and the science behind it, uh, it's easier to buy into it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk through it. Happy to. EFT stands for the emotional freedom technique. So that's already something that we kind of don't deal with a lot in the workplace, right? We kind of mm -hmm. stick to just this head, um, this brain, this logical side of us um, connected to the keyboard directly. And we don't, we, we tend to overlook the way that we're, we're maybe feeling, the way our body feels, what's going on with the rest of us, our whole beings, mm -hmm. right? Um, in the service of getting things done. And on the one hand, that seems productive and strategic. And on the other hand, it's denying a huge piece of our reality, which is that at any given moment where we're feeling things, right? And so the emotional freedom technique is just a beautiful way of kind of clearing and neutralizing some of those feelings. It was created in the 90s by um, a man named Gary Craig. And Gary mm -hmm. Craig is actually a Stanford trained engineer. So he's a super left brained analytical <laughs> person. Yeah. yeah, who just happened to have an interest in um, personal growth and self-optimization. And yeah. he learned the technique or he derived the technique from a psychologist whose name was Roger Callahan. And Roger Callahan was the first person to kind of put together the two critical pieces of EFT. The two yeah. critical pieces of EFT are the meridian points and the acupressure points from traditional Chinese medicine mm -hmm. and talking, talk therapy. As a psychologist, Roger Callahan had a lot of talk therapy patients who he'd see on a regular basis, sometimes over the course of many months or many years, to discuss issues that were recurring in their lives and that they wanted to, to work through and to move past. Yeah. Um, and he, he eventually, I don't know how he became interested in these acupressure points. He was studying kinesiology. He was studying all kinds of alternative modalities out of personal interest. When one day he was working with a client who had a phobia of water. And this is kind of like the origin story of EFT. Roger Callahan had this client with a phobia of water who was so afraid of water that she had trouble bathing her children and just doing basic, basic things, right? Yeah, it yeah. was really, really deep. And he'd been seeing her for ages and talking about talking about it and not really seeing any results. And so one day as they were sitting there and talking about her phobia, um, she complained that she was feeling a stomach ache. This was a very common presenting problem for her phobia she would feel in her stomach. And so yeah. Roger, having recently begun to study uh, traditional Chinese medicine, medicine and the acupressure points, knew that there was a point um, connected to the stomach that was just below the eye. And so he decided as an experiment to invite his patient to talk about the problem while tapping on this point. So she did. She simply tapped with her fingers uh, beneath her eyes, connected to the stomach through, through these acupressure uh, points or meridian lines. And to his great surprise, moment, moments later, she stood up and she was like, I feel better. And he said, okay, that was really effective. I'm so glad that the stomach pain is weird. And she was like, no, I feel I'm, I'm not afraid. And she went and she got into his pool and she splashed herself with water and was actually completely healed in a matter of minutes of this phobia. Um, wow. 
so that's a really dramatic example. And I can get into why that seems to work so well, especially with phobias, EFT can be powerful. Um, but that was how it was discovered. And then Gary Craig came along and he learned from Roger Callahan and he was able to kind of observe some patterns in what Roger Callahan was doing with various patients to customize the use of these meridian points to their problems in order to piece it back together in a system that was totally reproducible and which yeah. he wanted to teach the whole world and which he now does um, through sharing EFT as broadly as he can. Um, and so that's what I really love about it is EFT is super accessible and it can be self-administered at home. You don't need to work with a professional, you can, but it's also really actually easy to do on your own time, on your own terms. Yes. So the meridians, for those who are not familiar with meridians, those are the the, the, the uh, energy parts that yes. run through your whole yes. body. And yes. so you can have blockages uh, mm -hmm. in certain points, and that's what EFT actually does. So the blockages are often – why are the, the blockages – what's the cause of those blo blockages? I don't think we can say scientifically what that is. The working theory in energy psychology and energy medicine is that you will have stuck emotions. You'll have stuck memories from events, things that have caused you harm or um, that impressed you in a negative way um, in your energy system, in your subtle body, in something that can't be measured right, or pulled out of like your tissue, your bones, your structure. It's not tangible. Um, yeah. The good news is that there are actually quite a few scientific studies that have been done on EFT. So as sort of airy-fairy as the energy work may sound, it's been proven through a number of randomized controlled studies to have an yeah. effect on the body's stress levels. Yes. It, even like uh, I saw a test on uh, on YouTube that they, that a doctor did with an uh, EEG uh, device mm -hmm. on a head to actually like see how your brain responds and the, the 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 different things that get fired each time when you do EFT on how it comes down the nervous system or yep. central nervous system. Yes, it's exactly that's exactly what happens. It's actually relaxing you. It's activating your parasympathetic nervous system or the rest yeah. and digest system. And what's happening is as you tap on these meridian points, and I'll show you the meridian points during our demonstration yeah. in a little bit, but as you tap on them, you're sending little electrochemical signals directly to your brain. And those electrochemical signals are what is activating the body's rest and digest system. And yeah. so the working theory is that by with EFT, again, it's the combination of those points, tapping them and talking, talk therapy, talking about the issue, talking about what it yeah. is that bothers you. So the theory yeah. is that by relaxing your system, as you are talking about the problem, you're sort of intercepting whatever blockage exists in the energy system to remove any underlying stress associated with the event, the memory, um, the self-concept, the belief, whatever it is that you're working on. So why do we need to calm ourselves down? Yeah, this might sound <laughs> often question, but let's just dive into that also because, like, a lot of people say, like, okay, but I'm calm, or like, yeah, I have a, a, yeah. a high pressure job, but like, why is it so important that we calm ourselves down? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I think that there's this word that I love that people are not that familiar with, and the word is equanimity. And it surprises yeah. me how few people have heard of this term. Equanimity basically means personal peace. It means the ability to not be reactive. And when we aren't reactive to things outside of us, we're able to take it in, digest it in a non-biased way, and respond using critical thinking, respond using creative thinking, respond using our best 
most resourceful attributes, um, which yeah. if we are in a reactive place are actually hidden from us or inaccessible and blocked. So it's really the difference between, you know, something sort of negative happening to you, say, um, you know, maybe you have a disagreement with a colleague and equanimity would be you walk away and you say, okay, well, I need to think about how to approach this so that we can get on the same page and work this out together. Yeah. And I'm gonna go yeah. off and think about how to do that, no problem. If you're being reactive and you're coming from a stressful place or um, sort of just a non-emotionally, how to put this, non-emotionally clear place, what's going to happen yeah. is you might fire off like a, a Slack message to another coworker and complain about yeah. that person. Um, bitch, yeah. might, and that's yeah, a vicious might, spiral. Exactly. It's a vicious spiral. And that's going to affect the, the person that you work with. And, yeah. you know, I would even argue that the colleague in question will feel that, right? Like we can feel these things subconsciously. We touched yeah. a little bit about that and how much of our communication actually is nonverbal and is subconscious and how much we project um, our thoughts yeah. into, into the world and onto others. So it really just being calm and being um, quantumous enables you to respond better to situations in your life and therefore make better decisions and get better results. Perfect. Brilliant. Makes makes total sense because it's also like it manifests itself physically, like when you yes. um, feel that your colleague is, uh, that you're being heard by your colleague or being um, wrong, dealt the cards by your, your manager or whatever it is uh, that's really bothering you, then you get stressed. And that's why a lot of people have back pain because they cramp on that stress or neck pain or migraines mm -hmm. or uh, anything like that. So that's why it's so important to be able to control your emotions so not only you can uh, create that inner peace but also you can avoid like those um, physical manifestations and oh, wow. people don't often don't realize how those things can actually have effects on your yes. physics basically yes huge huge one of the um, other benefits of EFT actually this the active relaxation of your system um, they've yeah. seen in studies is that cortisol has decreased in patients by something like 37 yeah. percent after a week of tapping they've seen inflammation reduced um, inflammation yeah. genes being regulated in patients in a matter of like 10 sessions and they've also seen immune antibodies increased up more than 100% in a matter of days all through using tapping and activating again that parasympathetic nervous system the body's yeah. relaxation response it's powerful stuff both for your physical body and for your mental body because they're so connected yeah, exactly. And it's that connection that people need to strengthen uh, because like um, history or not history has taught us, but we are so disconnected from our bodies mm -hmm. and it's time to actually mm -hmm. ground ourselves again and be connected and really listen to our bodies. And uh, for some people that is like a far away, so they they need to take a lot of steps to, to, to get there. But the mm -hmm. best way to actually start is just by taking the first step. Yes, to, to I, I completely, I really think that this kind of mindset work should be implemented as part of your regular regime. You know, you probably go to the gym, you're concerned with your fitness, you're concerned with your diet. Maybe you try to spend regular time in nature, but also doing these little yeah. mindset tweaks and tune-ups to make sure as you go about your day, you're responding to things in a common level-headed way. It's another great tool to add into your sort of self-care, personal management. Yeah, definitely agree. So let's dive into EFT. So like 
start with the basics. What are the basics, Rach? Yeah, yeah. So this is what it looks like um, when you combine talk therapy with the acupressure points. So what we do is um, you always begin by first just thinking of the problem. whatever it is you wanna work on, and there's a lot of different things that can affect us during the day. EFT is really cool because it's great for two different scenarios. It's great for those things that are happening and arising moment to moment where suddenly you know you get an email that really jars you and you feel stressed and it kind of creates um, distraction in your mind, right, for the next several hours, maybe. Um, but it's also great for doing the deeper work like we've been discussing in the previous call and working on some of the beliefs that you might have attached to occurrences. And what will actually is very common is, you know, something happens that disrupts us and throws us off. And it actually then triggers some of our limiting beliefs or negative stories about ourselves. And so a really common example of this that I'd probably like to use as a demo today, since I know a lot of people are actually in in these shoes right now, is within the job search, right? Say you get another rejection email. And the rejection email is a painful sting. Like that alone is hard and it takes a moment to to bounce back from that kind of thing, especially if it was a a role that you cared about. Um, But it's not just the sting of the rejection that hurts. It's also all of the the sort of mental stories that come along with it, right? And for a lot of people, if you've been searching for some time, suddenly it's like, another one really like why does this keep happening to me it's always going to be this way i must be doing something wrong something must be wrong with me my resume is not good enough etc 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 and it can just kind of spiral and then that can really bring you down and yeah. um, a lot of our a lot of our emotional reactions to 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 events that seem almost innocuous are sort of just like the tip of an iceberg <laughs> and beneath yeah. it are all these self concepts and stories that reinforce a belief that it's always yeah. going to be this way or that it's my fault or something is wrong with me and deficient in some way yeah that we might have built it up for years and years and years and it might go back to our childhood memories that we have and just like this events that you currently have in the workplace might trigger a whole other set of memories and beliefs mm-hmm. that, you, that you have yes yeah, definitely agree. and sometimes without you even realizing it so so here's the easiest way to work with EFT the easiest way is on the thing that's noticeable right the thing that's yeah. noticeable in the moment so always begin by starting with your problem whatever it is so let's go with I just got another job rejection and it stings and I need to yeah. somehow pick myself up and move on and you know have dinner with the family tonight put a smile on my face and then keep going tomorrow um so what you do is you hold the problem in mind and we then will create a setup phrase every EFT session starts with a setup phrase where I state mm-hmm. even though I have this problem and we'll go into a demo so we'll get more specific but even though I have this problem something positive then you choose an affirmative And that can be something that feels good for you and that is tailored to the problem or it can be something really general that you use every time you practice this. So a good go-to is something like, I completely accept myself. Or if you want to punch it up a little, a notch, you could say, I completely love and accept myself. A little touchy-feely, but it works. Um, So we start by saying that setup phrase and we always are tapping as we do that on this outside edge of our hand. This is where we start a session. So the outside mm-hmm. edge of our hands, doesn't matter if you're left or right-handed, just use your dominant hand to tap and you'll yeah. say that setup phrase that you've concocted, you'll say it three times. Okay? Yeah. So that's how it kicks off. It's the beginning. Then what happens mm-hmm. is we tack on a number of meridian points on the face, the head, the torso. And this is the part that, you know, as we do this, we're talking about the problem. So we might be saying, I got rejected, this really sucks. 
I don't want to mm. keep doing this, et cetera, whatever, whatever's coming to mind, right? Yeah. This is where people begin to feel a little bit silly, right? It's it's uncommon, but that's okay. You can always practice yeah. EFT in private, right? Again, like it's something that's so easy to facilitate on your own, and that's what I love about it. The other thing is we're really, really fast. Now, are we, Rach? <laughs> we are what? We are not really private now, are we, Rach? <laughs> No, no, I've gotten over this. Throwing it out there. (laughs) Long ago. So yeah, Yeah. not afraid to look silly. And being not afraid to look silly is also a good attribute in your career. Yeah, Um, exactly. So risk-taking, right? I don't know. I'm not caring what others think, but it takes practice. So the other cool thing, though, is that it's like, it's super quick, right? You can do this for a couple of minutes, and you can just have that little tune-up and be kind of good to go. So you can literally do it in your car. You can do it on a private street corner, like where nobody's around. You can do it in a public restroom. You can whisper the words to yourself. You could even, like, imagine yourself saying the words. You don't even have to vocalize them out loud. So, again, really, really easy and accessible. Um, So maybe I'll give a quick demo of the points that we tap before we actually yeah. structure and go into a, a, yeah. a full demo round. Okay. Okay, Perfect. cool. So the points, and these are really easy to find on, on YouTube and all over the internet, but the points that I like and that I personally use, you can tap in any order. Um, it's okay if you skip a point, like it's an imperfect art, that's fine. Um, and you can tap with either both hands or one or the other. It's your preference. It really doesn't matter. As long as you're tapping them, most of them, you're good. So. Yeah begins with the inside of the eyebrow, right? Where like sort of the bridge of your nose is and you'll feel the bone there. That's how you know you've got the right spot. So the yeah. inside of the eyebrow is the first one. And so I'll be saying something like, I got rejected, it hurts. Yeah. Then I move on to the outside of the eye and that's again, the bone at the outside of my eye. It really stings, yeah. okay? The third point is beneath the eye. This is again, the bone. So it's sort of like where the, the dark of your eye might be right there. Then you go on to beneath the nose and this little divot above your lip, tapping with with two fingers normally, I got rejected, Mm. okay? Then you go into the divot beneath the mouth and the chin, and it really stings. We keep talking about the problem, okay? Then the next point is actually on the collarbone. So there's sort of two points here, and you can find this by finding the V of your collarbone, it makes a V, and moving out a couple of fingertips to the left or the right on either side. The easiest way to hit this point is just to use your whole hand, sort of in that collarbone area. Yeah, you're pretty guaranteed to get it. Perfect. And then the next point is under the arm. So sort of um, maybe like a hand's width beneath the armpit and then heading towards the back of the body, beneath the arm. Yeah. A tough one. Um, And lastly, the top of the head. And with the top of the head, I like to kind of go from the front to the back because there are two uh, points up there. So one on the forehead and then one on the tippy top of the head. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. So that's one round. You can see how quick it is to yeah. go through all of these points, right? In a matter yeah. of minutes. Yeah. Usually when I'm facilitating a session one-on-one with a client, um, I will take them through three, four, five, maybe six or seven rounds of tapping. And what I'm doing is I'm incorporating all of the different thoughts and feelings that are coming up around that problem. So yeah. we'll start by talking about the problem. And that's what I encourage yeah. people to do. So going into this demo, I'm going to use a really specific example. I think that the job search and and job rejection example is a good one. What do you think, Caroline? 
Yeah, I think so too, because a lot of people like sending off, firing off applications after applications without getting any um, feedback or interview and just like doubting themselves about what's going on, what am I doing wrong, am I too old, mm -hmm. am I too inexperienced, am I generally set up a specialist and they have all kind of self-doubt and their confidence starts slipping away. Mm -hmm. So many, and so each of those things you've described those are sort of different aspects of the problem, right? Like my self-doubt, yeah. am I too old? Is my resume uh, strong enough? I've been applying forever. They're judging me for being out of work. Those are all different pieces of the problem. And yeah. so what I like to do with clients is to bring all of those things into a round of tapping, but always yeah. prioritizing the thing that is really bothering you the most. So yeah. what I'll have anybody who's watching do and who would like to tap along and participate do is just reflect on something that is currently stressing you out. We're going to use this job rejection example, but you can also think of something personal to you. You know, maybe it's a, a bill that you need to pay right now. Uh, maybe it is an email you received from your colleague or a friend. Whatever it is, just think of something that's bothering you at this very moment. Yeah. The next thing I want you to do is to score how much it's bothering you, right? How much stress is it creating for you? How much tension? How much anger, how much frustration, whatever the feeling associated with it is, take stock of it and then gauge how strong it is on a zero to 10 scale. And mm -hmm. this is very much like Gary Craig's influence here, I think, making this measurable, right? He was an engineer, so he made it measurable and he made it discreet. And it's so cool. What you'll see with EFT is that you can actually bring the score of your frustration, your anxiety, your stress, whatever it is, down from an eight, a nine, a 10 to a two, a three, a zero in the span of a single session. Yeah. And that's how you'll know that you're having luck with the technique. So yeah. take a moment, score your stress. And so if I had just received another job rejection, I'd been applying for, you know, 10 months now. You spent hours on getting your cover letter right. You spent yes. time on really crafting your resume and customizing every mm -hmm. single bit of, uh, of it, is studying the job mm -hmm. descriptions, like, and then, like you get an email within the hour to say like you've been unsuccessful because we have chosen other applicants or yeah. we have received better applicants as yourself. Yeah, yes, that hurts. Okay, that's a really potent one. Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> so that's what's happening. I'd probably be feeling like a nine or 10, right? Yes. A nine or a 10, depending on how much I've been meditating recently. Um, so, so get your score and then just, you know, if you'd like in the future, if you revisit this technique, you can also write down some of the things that are bothering you and kind of make those thoughts and feelings around the thing discreet. And so what you're going to do then is you're going to shape it into a setup phrase. And mm -hmm. I'm going to lead us through several rounds of tapping on this particular scenario, this rejection scenario, using language that you just shared with me, using language that I've heard from other clients and people out there who are job searching right now. Um, yeah. But if you're working on something individual to you that has nothing to do with the job search, use your own language. Use what's yeah. coming to mind in your own words. That's really important with EFT. And that's why it's also a really great self-guided technique because it's all about what comes from you and not what comes from the therapist or the coach. Yeah. So you can trust yourself to say what needs to be said. And the reason why this is so important is because you need to believe it. It's just not being a parrot and saying whatever somebody else is saying, you need to believe it because the technique is not going to work if you don't believe yourself what you're saying because talk therapy everybody should know like it's only effective when you say something and you, when you talk something out that's deep down so this technique will have is more powerful if you use things that actually that are 
that are really bothering you that you really are feeling and uh like some some of the the the, the clients that uh, of your of your clients rachel they they they, they start crying or they start yeah. really like uh, tearing up mm -hmm. they? yes yes which is always the sign of a successful session right i'm yes. looking for those problems that are eight nine and ten um, to disable them as quickly as possible. Um, and there's something I wanted to say about that. So what you really want as well is to feel it. You want to feel it. And so you kind of need to cross that 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 bridge of like, this doesn't feel good, but just bear with it because it's going to be momentary and you'll see how quickly it will pass. Some people yeah. like to kind of like plaster over it and, you know, ignore their problems and the things that are going on in favor of trying to think the positive or, or whatever the case may be. And what's happening is like, if you're able to ask yourself honestly, like, what is this bothering me right now? And get a score of an eight or a nine when you reflect on it, it's bothering you yeah. and it's affecting you and you're carrying it yeah. with you and it's playing out in your reality and the way you're the way you're showing up in the world in some way i guarantee it so it's best just yes. to face it head on okay yeah yes so again yeah. using your own words using your own language but the way we'll do it we'll go through we'll take we'll do a few rounds we'll pause you'll check in you'll check your score again and then we maybe we'll finish up with like one more round again if i was with a client we would really customize it we would see what's coming up um but i'll do my best to talk you through a general example now Perfect. Okay. All right, let's dive in. Okay, job seekers. So let's begin with, even though I've been rejected again. Even though um, I've been rejected again. Sorry, do I have to no, repeat actually? You're actually perfect. <laughs> yes, repeat after me and I'll give you, this is perfect if you parent me, this is a great demo. All right, yeah. okay. So even so, though I'm being rejected again. Yes, and I worked so hard on that application. And I worked so hard on that application. And it hurts. And it hurts. And I'm sick of this. And I'm sick of this. I completely accept myself. I completely accept myself. And I'm willing to keep going. And I'm willing to keep going. Even though I've been rejected again. Even though I've been rejected again. And I worked so hard on that application. And I've worked so hard on that application. And it hurts. And it hurts. And I'm sick of this. And I'm sick of this. I completely accept myself. I completely accept myself. And I'm willing to keep going. And I'm willing to keep going. One more setup phrase. Even though I've been rejected again. Even though I've been re rejected again. And I worked so hard. And I worked so hard. And it hurts. And it hurts. And I want to give up. And I want to give up. I completely accept myself. I completely accept myself. And I am willing to keep going. And I'm willing to keep going. Perfect. Now we begin tapping the points. Okay. Another rejection inside of the eye. Another, another rejection. Mm -hmm. Outside of the eye. I wasn't expecting that one. I'm a, I wasn't expecting that one. Beneath the eye. I worked really hard on that. I worked really hard on that. Beneath the nose, I thought I was a fit. I thought it was a fit. Beneath the mouth, I thought the recruiter liked me. I thought the recruiter liked me. Collarbone, I tried so hard. I tried so hard. Beneath the arm, and I've been trying hard. And I've been trying hard. Top of the head, for so long. For so long inside of the eyebrow on so many jobs 
On so many jobs. Outside of the eye, only to face another rejection. Only to face another rejection. Beneath the eye, so many rejections. So many rejections. Beneath the nose, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Beneath the mouth, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. Collarbone, and I don't want to keep going. And I don't want to keep go going. Beneath the arm, I want to give up. I want to give up. Top of the head, this is too hard. This is too hard. Mm -hmm. Inside of the eyebrow, they're not seeing my value. They're not seeing my value. Outside of the eye, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Beneath the eye, maybe it's my resume. Maybe it's my resume. Beneath the nose, maybe it's my experience. Maybe it's my experience. Beneath the mouth, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Collarbone, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. Underneath the arm, there's so much competition. There's so much competition. Top of the head for every single job. For every single job. Inside of the eyebrow, who am I to think? Who am I to think? Mm -hmm. Outside of the eye, I could be a fit. I can be a fit. Beneath the eye, I thought I was a fit. I thought I was a fit. Beneath the nose, I worked so hard. I worked so hard. Beneath the mouth, and I missed the mark. And I missed the mark. Collarbone, I was wrong. I was wrong. Beneath the arm, they didn't choose me. They didn't choose me. Top of the head, and it really sucks. And it really sucks. Okay, and at this point, I would pause and just ask people to take a deep breath, maybe close your eyes. And at this point, you really just want to check in and notice what you're thinking, what you're feeling. If you're picturing something or someone, if you're reminded of something else that happened related to this, um, maybe you're feeling even a physical sensation in your body. Sometimes you might have a tingling sensation or a sense of anxiety in your chest. So just take stock of that as you're breathing. And if you're practicing on your own, what I would invite you to do is pay attention to what is most present. What is the strongest thing right now? We'll go back and we'll check in on the initial setup phrase, the initial thing we were deciding to work with. And that thing that was an eight or a nine, right? I received another rejection. If that's still an eight, it's unlikely. But if that's still an eight, we'll want to keep working with that. One of these other things that you're thinking or working on or remembering is feeling stronger, feeling like an eight, whereas the rejection's not, you can shift your focus and start tapping on that instead. So that's one yeah. of the keys is you kind of always want to go to where the strongest emotion is. So it pays to pay attention, right? Typically at this point, people start to feel more relaxed. They're getting a little bit calmer. They're opening up to other possibilities and starting to think, maybe it's not me or maybe I can keep going, right? So we can either, should we go for a few more rounds for the people who are following? Yeah. Yeah? yeah, okay. Perfect. Okay, so just take stock, whatever you think is most important for you, keep going with it. I'm gonna continue with the same thread we were working with with job rejection. 
So yeah. because we're in the middle of the session, we'll just do one setup. So yeah. even though it really stings. Even though it really stings. And I feel like something's wrong with me. And I feel like something's wrong with me. I completely accept myself. I completely accept myself. And I'm willing to keep going. And I'm willing to keep going. Good. Okay. Inside of the eyebrow, it stings. It stings. Outside of the eye, just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Beneath the eye, I can picture that email. I can picture that email. Beneath the nose, that brush off. That brush off. Beneath the mouth, after I worked so hard. After I worked so hard. Mm -hmm. Collarbone. Gave it my best effort. Gave it my best effort. Beneath the arm and thought I was a fit. And thought I was a fit. Top of the head. I received a form rejection. I received a form of rejection. Inside of the eyebrow. Like I didn't even matter. Like I didn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Outside of the eye. They didn't care at all. They didn't care at all. Beneath the eye. I was just a number. I was just a number. Beneath the nose. I wasn't chosen. I wasn't chosen. Beneath the mouth. I didn't stand out. I didn't stand out. Collarbone. My experience isn't good enough. My experience isn't good enough. Beneath the arm. My resume isn't good enough. My resume isn't good enough. Top of the head. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Inside of the eyebrow. And it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Outside of the eye. What if it happens again? What if it happens again? Beneath the eye. I just want to give up. I just want to give up. Beneath the nose. I don't want to keep going. I don't want to keep going. Beneath the mouth. It's too hard. It's too hard. Collarbone. There's too much competition. There's too much competition. Beneath the arm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I do not know what I'm doing wrong. Top of the head. And I'm frustrated. And I'm frustrated. Inside of the eyebrow. And it hurts. And it hurts. Outside of the eye. And I want to give up. And I want to give up. Beneath the eye. But I know that's not an option. Uh, but I know it's not an option. Beneath the nose. I need to keep going. I need to keep going. Beneath the mouth. I need to carry on. I need to carry on. Mm -hmm. Collarbone. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Beneath the arm. I don't want to. And I don't want to. Top of the head. But I know that I should. But I know that I should. Inside of the eyebrow. And maybe it's possible. And maybe it's possible. Outside of the eye. That if I do. That if I do. Beneath the eye. I will find a fit. I will find a fit. Beneath the nose. This won't last forever. This won't last forever. Beneath the mouth. I will get a new job. I will get a new job. Collarbone. 
I can see that being possible. I can see that being possible. Beneath the arm. If I don't give up. If I don't give up. Top of the head. Maybe I can keep going. Maybe I can keep going. Maybe I don't have to give up. Maybe I don't get, have to give up. Good. Okay. Pausing and breathing. Same thing. Just taking stock of how you feel. Usually a bit calmer. Sometimes people will have a little surge of the anxiety, the stress, the sadness. Um, oftentimes the initial feeling will shift into something else. Maybe you're feeling anger instead of anxiety now, frustration, blame, judgment. Um, keep going and keep working on it as long as those feelings are still strong and still distracting with you, distracting to you. Um, but at some point you're gonna get to this feeling of like, oh, you can let it go. Yeah. You can highlight like, that yeah. fire release. Yeah. And it's quite funny because uh the, the people we, we work in in, in our group, um mm -hmm. It's like they see shifts and even yesterday I was talking to them and one of them said like this made uh, like yes what I've been saying all along but it's good to hear somebody else actually that it's ringing through. It's like yeah. we have all the tactics that we need but the, the time and the work they do with you is like invaluable yeah. because it's their mindset. It's like okay and, and like a lot of people with inside the group didn't even know EFT or emotional freedom techniques. Mm -hmm. and I told you before the first time I did it my my husband looked at me he's like what are you doing <laughs> are you crazy why are you tapping your head like a lunatic and you feel a little bit silly to be honest uh, yeah. in the beginning. but yeah it's it's no denying that it works and um for those people who try it for the first time it's um like it's not a magic bullet it's not like you do it one time. It's like okay, now now I've done it. Whether it works or doesn't work, like it doesn't. It's like like what you said. It's like a fitness regime. Yeah. Uh, you have to do it, and you have to strengthen that muscle. And it's not because you go running for the one time that you can run a marathon. Uh, yes. You have to do it religiously, and that will make the difference. It does require discipline, just like we were talking about in the last session. One of the keys to neuroplasticity and to actually changing your brain for good is the use of repetition. And so that applies yeah. to the use of a technique like EFT as well. And the more you practice it, the more you're going to clear out the kind of gunk in your psyche that's holding you back, coloring your perceptions of the world, and the easier it will become on a daily basis to get into that sort of clear-headed space it will become more and more natural to you the more you practice these things exactly and even like uh, you can tap in the beginning you can tap on the, how ridiculous you feel because yes. I feel like an idiot this is stupid why am I touching my face why do I even think this works everybody is going to laugh with me it's like okay yeah that's fine yeah um, and you will see like how that really calms you down and think like actually why not give it a try because yeah. like you don't have anything to lose yeah. and when you actually want to try it try it for seven days like mm -hmm. commit to doing this for seven days and yeah. then at the end you can actually make your own decision whether it works or not yes. for you um yes. but like do it how, how Rachel taught you in terms of writing down the number, writing down the feeling, really customizing it to you and go through seven days to see like what, what effect it has on, on you. 
And we have so many in the group already that are uh, that are converted. And mm. you're like, okay, this works. This really like is powerful. It's a powerful tool. It's free. I can do it anywhere, uh, and it works. Like, what more do you want? Yes. Why do we want to spend money and medic on medication and like on other things? Like, if we have this, treat it uh, like an experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Set a goal with it. Test it. See how it goes. Seven days. Just seven days exactly so um just to wrap up where what can people do next as a next step rachel yes um so firstly i would say just sit down and write down like sort of maybe your top three stressors ongoing stressors that you might want to work on and then choose one of them to experiment with as you were saying for those seven days write out all of the the, the pieces of that problem that are bothering you and then give each piece of that problem a score zero to ten and over the course of those seven days, I want you to spend a few minutes each day just tapping on each piece of the problem, right? And seeing if you can get the score down for each piece of the problem to a zero, right? That's the ultimate goal. I would take a two or a three, but down to a zero would be great. And see yeah. how you feel, right? See if that changes the way you feel about other people, the contacts you're receiving, uh, the work that you're doing. Just notice how you are approaching your work if you actually adopt this technique. And you can also use it in your personal life with regards to your health, physical feelings that you're having, anything really actually flies. Um, but since we're in the career space here, maybe something that's stressing you at work, like the job search would be a good place to start. Yes, perfect. So let us know if you have any question, you can direct message Rachel directly with any questions that you have. Uh, you don't have to put it in the comments below because some, some people find it uh, very like, don't want to be vulnerable in public, they want to be vulnerable with you. Now, uh, what's also like good, if you're not connected with Rachel or myself and you just came randomly about uh, to this crazy video where people are tapping on their face, um, but you're intrigued and you want to find out more, connect with us, connect with Rachel. Uh, I will link uh, up your uh, your details so people can actually okay. look, you look you up and connect with you. I will also link uh, below this video to the other video that we did earlier on um, so that people actually can go and check that one out. So uh, perfect. And if you have any questions, like uh, feel free to reach out to us and uh, we're more than happy to, to help you. Any last words? Anything that you want to say? I think you said it, but please take the experiment and let us know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. Perfect. All right. Thanks very much, Rachel, for joining us today. And I will see you next time. Thanks, Marie. Thanks, Paula. Paula. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye, Caroline. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.